time, tell them we up next. You can't stop that. Uh-huh. <laughs> this your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. Every show is lit, baby. You know what we finna do. Slick on talk that slick talk. He gon' get political. Okay. Do not switch topics. Nope. Niggas is toxic. Poppy shots don't always say it's something wrong. But if you don't like it, what we saying, nigga? Oh, well. We try to tell you, baby, this might not go yeah. well. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of This Might Not Go Well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Episode 97, we in the building. You already know who it is. It's the host with the most, B Breezy, a.k.a. Poppy Sazon. Yes, yes. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Slick Grayson. How y'all feeling out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You already know how this goes. Please follow us on all social media at This Might Not Go Well. If you have any branding deals, business opportunities, please email us at This Might Not Go Well at gmail.com. Episode 97. How you doing, brother? Let's do our weekly check-ins. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm not going for it. I've been in a very reflective state in the last couple, last week or so. You know, I came up being sick and then just a lot of nothing is going bad. Nothing. Everything is actually pretty good, but I just think that Around this time of year, I, I I think it's important for everybody to just kind of take a step back and just reflect on everything that you've gone through, everything that you've been through, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, the pretty, all the, everything in between, and kind of just like, you know, just really accept whatever has happened or, you know, try to really deal with any lingering things that you've had on your plate and get ready to start the new year. Like, I know New Year's resolutions always sound dope, but I feel like, you know, like for me personally, this was these last, I'm going to say even 18 months have been up and down a lot of them a lot more downs than i probably ever experienced in one specific time frame and i feel proud because i definitely feel stronger and more in tune with a lot of things around me but it's also like there are things that you know as you do your review you might kind of feel you know maybe i didn't handle a situation right or damn you know i wish i would have spoke up in this case or you know i wish i would have done this or done that and it's okay to not have done that as long as you can you know, kind of. If you did feel like you made mistakes, forgive yourself. If you do feel like you still have animosity and issues towards somebody, and they, you know, if, is is it worth whatever out, out these feelings you're carrying? Like, it's a lot of layers to the different thing. Are you professionally where you need to be? Have you handled your business and that? Your friends, your family, your finances, right? So, I'm definitely in in, in that kind of space right now. But I am happy to say that, yo, we 97 in. You know, a lot of things that could be going poorly are going well better than expected and i don't even feel like you know i've even fully recovered from these, these, these this 18 month ass whooping i've taken on and off you feel me but um yeah man i'm mean, just like i said living in existing in that reflective space plotting on what's next plotting on how to be a better man better partner better friend better educator better leader better role model just better photographer better in every sense of the word and i think that's just the space i'm occupying right now but how you feeling no, I definitely agree with you. I think every day we should take a step to be the better version of that we were yesterday. And yeah, self-reflection is key. Um, you just got to you gotta respect your journey sometimes. Not only understand it, but respect it. And also give yourself credit, especially for you. You know, your 18 months have been whew, a whirlwind, but you handled that in stride. You know, and you learn so much about yourself. So I'm happy for that. But yeah, I, I've been, I've been, I've, I've been 
first of all, you gave me sickness. I don't know what you did. <laughs> you passed your sickness along to me, even though we have not met physically in person. You passed. I don't know how you did it, but you did it. <laughs> cough, cough, bitch. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm recovering from the from this whatever's going on in New York. This, I'm, yeah, this is swine flu all over again, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. This shit passing around like like crack in the '80s. You probably had RSV or whatever that shit is. That new shit that you get have most of the COVID symptoms, but it's not COVID. Like that's what I think I had because I was out of it. Like when I say the congestion, not being able to breathe, the headache, the face pains, like, and there's no medicine for it. Like you literally just have to take that shit. Yeah, shout out to Mucinex. All in one, that shit saved me, bro. I was pop, I was taking them shits every four hours, but I, I really want to touch more back. I want to get back serious with the topic that you was talking about before in your check in, just reflection and just trying to be better. I feel like just, do you think the need for you to be better and comes with the pressure of being black? Yes and no. I think that naturally. As a black man, there's a pressure you if you are like holding yourself accountable, and even this is outside of just even blackness. Is and as a person, if you're holding yourself accountable into a standard, you're always going to strive to be better. I feel like when you stop trying to be better, and this is not to say comfort is bad, but when you stop working on little, even little incremental things, like that's the path to death long term because it's like you're just existing. And I think I don't just want to exist. I've been like I've talked on this podcast about my battles with depression anxiety and things like that like real clinically diagnosed shit like Mm -hmm. and i've existed for long periods of time and i think to be to want to be better is just like yo i understand i self-assess i don't think i'm i don't want to say i don't think i'm good i know i'm good at stuff but i don't think i'm great at anything and i think that the stuff that i'm good at my natural disposition of laziness and nonchalantness a lot doesn't i'm not as good or as great as i should be in that like anxiety about sharing my shit with the world like this is great because i don't gotta show my face so it's like i can lie say that's not me (laughs) you feel me but i think like that idea of just like pushing myself to be better and holding myself accountable and now like i'm in the space of also trying to hold those around me accountable like you know not in the sense like yo do better nigga but it's like yo like we can grow don't do stupid shit bro like if you if like if you had a homeboy that was cheating and whatnot like yo Yo, your girl holding you down, bro. You know she, you know she doing right by you, bro. Do right by her type stuff. This might not go. I might not snitch though. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no. We gonna snitch. Snitch. I just like wait, no snitching. Like, but like, we gonna pull you, gonna pull the homie to go. the side. Like you should sure? act together. I'm just like you should. Sure? Yeah. Like, I mean, what if it's snitch? Yo, I see that on Twitter. It was like, yo, what if you fuck your, you, you fuck the show that you was crushing on you, her coochies that you gonna be mad, you wasted a body. <laughs> <laughs> now you gonna be in trouble, and you ain't even enjoy yourself. <laughs> You feel me? So don't do that to yourself. But I definitely understand what you mean by holding people around you accountable because I you I think I said this before in a couple of other episodes. But the the cliche shit that we always hear about life and just in general, they should really have some truth to it. You're a reflection of the company that you keep. If everybody else around you is elevating, that's going to naturally make you want to elevate. But if everybody else is doing some ungodly things, that's going to make you want to do some things on the own. That's going to have an influence on you. And it's just the progression. And the reason why I asked that first question was, I don't know, maybe maybe, I don't, maybe I'm looking at the uh, box, looking outside the box for like, upgrades to people. But I feel like with just being Black, of just we have that that chip on our shoulders. 
that we have to keep striving. We got to keep striving. We can't look back because I'm looking, I'm looking like back in the days, some of the stuff that we have currently, the people back in the days would have been satisfied with that. They don't want to mind. They don't want to, they want to strive for more. They wouldn't want to acquire new skills, build some new stuff. They'll be happy with just a nice job, a nice place to live and take care of their family. Okay. But now we in a generation where we, yo, this is not enough for me. I can't be complacent. I gotta do more. I gotta be more. And I was like, does that come from watching the older generation and how they handle through life? Uh, I think that it it stems from this idea. We a lot of think about it in our generation, our age group especially. I think a lot of us those those boxes that were kind of laid out by our parents in society: go to school, get a good job. You know, get a degree, maybe get an extra degree, you know, travel, all those benchmarks. Our, our friend group is, and a lot of people in our age have, have hit those shits by like 25, honestly, 26. Yeah. So it's like, what is the new metric? And then we're also seeing like people, you know, and I don't want to say site internet flaunting, but it's like you see people that you came up with doing things. And it's like that competitive edge of like, yo, damn. I'm doing good here, but I could I could do what they're doing. You know, it's like almost like oh, I could I could do that. I could do tech. I could do YouTube. I could do potting. I, all these different skills. I think it's just like, but there's so much more opportunity or you know freedom of thought and freedom of movement to do things that now is like well, I could push for these different things. I could you know I could have two jobs and bring in one hundred twenty thousand. I could have a side hustle that's netting me an extra forty thousand. I could I always wanted to try it. Like there's no limit on what you can and can't do. It's accessibility in between YouTube, Twitter, like every all these platforms that are out. You know you kind of can kind of pick and choose and see what people are doing and better it. People are dropping blueprints even if they're leaving out some steps. You could kind of fill in those gaps. It it pushes us. And then go back to your earlier point about us as men, especially black men, is like. We've been told societally we ain't shit <laughs> for a yeah, lot of And different. we got to work twice as hard to get yeah. half of what they have. Yeah, and, like, we're lagging behind our, our, our Caucasian counterparts, our Asian counterparts, our, you know, our, our, our female counterparts are more educated than us. So it's like, I think for as a man, it's like, you're telling me I need to be this, this, and that to get that, that, and this. It's like, I, I have to push forward. And it's like, you you almost feel like you're not respected. And I think that's the key term. I think mm-hmm. in my journey through manhood the last 18 months i've learned to prioritize respect over a lot and i think that as a not too long but as a good black man i think a lot of us in this generation are striving to be good black men meaning we take care of our our, our responsibilities if we got a, a shorty we taking care of that to an to the extent that you know makes sense we are you know pushing and striving to be career and family and you know superstars in, in our respective lives and as you should I think that now we're just in that position of like, yo, I don't want to be an ancient guy. I want to, I want to be, I'm striving to be a, a good black man and, and, and push and, and grow. And we're going to make mistakes. Absolutely. But we can't just be satisfied with, you know, not nah, throwing a number up, like $70,000, like especially living in certain places like New York, Cali, Florida. Like oh, yeah. there's so much opportunity out there. You know, you can't really afford to rest in your life. That's, I, I guess that's even like for me thinking about my depressed errors and anxiety filled errors is like, I'm like, how much time did I waste crying about spilled milk when I could have been pushed? And I'm saying that you can't like heal and take time to grow, but it's like channel that energy into something more productive, something better. And I think that's kind of like, again, where I'm at right now. It's like, well, you know, X, Y, and Z happened over these 18 months, but now it's like, all right, bet I probably missed out on at least 
eight months of progression, and it's like I'm doing shit now, like working on video, at, learning how to video edit and shoot video, being confident taking videos, being confident taking pictures, learning new shit. This is like for me that I could have probably done three years ago and been making ex mad loot, but it's just like yo, now it makes yeah. sense. We're pushing, and I think, like I said, we're we're just. Striving. I, know, I definitely agree with that because I I have those thoughts of oh Brian, if you had started this two, four, five years ago, you could have. Even with this pod, remember we keep talking about it. We like literally before podcast wasn't really a thing. We kind of was one of one of the first, really, to be honest with you. We could have been one of the pioneers of this shit if we had started at that time. Yeah. But I was actually scared. like I, like, I was, go ahead. I, say, I was scared. I didn't know what that shit was. It's not to be a trendsetter. Like I, was, I ain't going for it. Oh yeah, I but do this. I actually kind of like that we started the podcast when we have because I think me and you uh, have more life experience. We have more to offer to the podcast than we did when we first, when we first thought about it. Because when we first thought about it, we was a seniors in uh, freaking college. Bro, I was, go- I, was like, I was going through a bad breakup. I was like, like fuck these hoes. <laughs> so we really had nothing to really talk about per se, except for young nigga shit. But I like that. I, I, I'm realizing I had to detach myself from that sort of thinking of two or three years. Well, I have to start, which is kind of, I don't want to put it as my New Year's resolution. I'm just trying to take it into go now. I'm trying to, hey, if I have the idea, don't don't worry that you didn't do this two or three years ago. You have the idea now, go about accomplishing it now. And that's something that I've been working on myself a lot lately. Because sometimes when you start thinking like that, it makes you, it, 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 demotiv- it, it demotivates you a little bit. That's it makes right. you don't want to... Go for it because it's kind of like, damn, am I too late? And if everybody else is doing it, do I look like a copycat? Like, no, bro. That's Go cool. strive. Go do it. If you have the thoughts, you think you can do it, you have, you feel like you could bring something different to whatever you're doing, go for it. You hear me? That's a fact. I think that's like I said, we was talking off air. Like, my big focus right now is like developing young men because I feel like it's something that, as like, I just remember being their age and being so fucking lost and not knowing where to go, especially like, you know, I had an uncle that worked. My grandfather was down. So I didn't think that I never thought to, to ask them about work and girls and stocks and shit like that. I didn't trust my dad's judgment. And like the, the, the men, the, the, the people that I, the males I interacted with on a daily older white men, they were cool, but it was like culturally they couldn't really, you know, emotionally we could, we could vibe, but it's like culturally they don't understand how certain things like, why, why, like you think about why are the black and brown kids so obsessed about girls and shit as opposed to, you know, going out and having fun and having the ability to do that. It's like, now I'm like, I'm in a position where it's like, that is something I care about, making sure that the boys have a voice and even the little girls have a voice to get their shit off. Like, Alright, cool, I, I hear you, I see you, but it's also like, we got to figure out ways to manage that and apply that and not make it our end all be all. And like I said, going back early, I said like, yo, right now I've, what I've really learned in my 30 years is that love is great. The love of a, a, a passion oh, yeah. for a skill, a person, a career, a, a hobby, anything is great. But if it can't, you can't cultivate it with respect, respect to the craft, respect for yourself, respect exactly. for the people around you. It's not going to go. I think with the podcast, as much as, you know, I'd be like, I don't give a fuck. Like, when we do this shit, I take it serious. I respect what we're doing. I respect the bond that we've cultivated and the audience we've done. When it comes to teaching, I respect those young people's time and like, yo, I respect the way that they feel about me and I'm, I'm seeing that, that that's something that you want to work with. Relationship, like, I, like we say you cultivate that respect between you and your partner, things can fly so easy. You feel me? And, you know, again, and acknowledging, yo, sometimes you make me like, in all facts of life, somebody can be disrespectful. And how you handle that disrespect 
that's really where you see the growth. And I guess that's where like we're pushing with these young people. We're pushing with us as a community. It's like we're demanding respect, but you know, our do, do all our actions, you know, say that that's where we're going for, you know? So definitely, definitely big pushes on, on our end to make sure that everybody is growing. Everybody is self-reflecting, looking at themselves, looking at their total situations and, you know, just growing. So, yeah, and I definitely agree. And I think one thing that need to be respected is yourself. A lot of people, I feel like a lot of people don't respect themselves, whether they're subconscious or conscious about it. I know sometimes I, I don't respect myself with certain decisions that I've made, and I'm working on that. I'm learning that and learning to be more and to respect myself more. Because at the end of the day, love is respect and respect is love, yeah. at least in my book. No, I feel you. I just feel like it's easier to love somebody than it is to respect them, if that makes sense. At that, because I'm like, you could love everything about a person, but if you don't respect them or your actions don't show respect, you can risk alienating them or alienating the skill. And like as we said, relationships mean the most, and it's the professional world, all of these things that we're talking about. So you got to show that love, you got to show that respect. But make sure, like I said, at the end of the day, you had to pick one. I don't know. I used to say I would pick love. I think I'm 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 always going to. Oh no, I'm always being on the I side of respect. respect. I'm I've I've learned. I'm always being on the side of respect. And once disrespect is in the chat, it's like all right, we got we can figure it out. I'm never going to quit on anybody, but. Just no shit going I know we didn't start the show yet, but this is a great conversation because I feel like love, everybody has this positive view on love. And, and love is, that's good. And you should have a positive view. But love is not that one-sided. You could love for a motherfucker. It could change real quick. <laughs> and that's what I mean. Like, you know, a lot of times people think of love, oh my God, this positive thing. Like, but love have negative things to it. Not saying love is a bad thing, but I feel like, I don't know what, with the word I want to use, love is ominous, not ominous, but um, magnanimous, sort of like it's in between both. It's how you use it sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But with respect, respect comes with certain things that I say fits. Uh, if you have, if you have love for me, that doesn't mean that you want to hurt me. Absolutely. You could hurt me, but still love me. Absolutely. But if you respect me, you have you probably could you know n- nothing is over as one side, but there's probably a less chance there's, that you would do something. There's a different level you probably take it to if you respect yeah. somebody. You know, all right, I'm it, no matter how I don't want to say damage, but whatever you're going through, you know how far you could take it, or you know, you know, I'm tweaking, mm-hmm. I'm tweaking, I'm tweaking, I'm tweaking. Versus like with love, when a love go, or you know, you have a lapse in love, it's like yo, I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want. This motherfucker can't say nothing. Then you start throwing out words like you know, you start reframing all oh, this. You trying to control yeah. me? You be crazy? Da 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 da. And everybody's been in those spaces, but it's like yo, it's that respect that really cultivates in everything. And I, I'll talk like I said with the kids, they can love you dearly, but then it's like you teach them that respect, and I and then not necessarily through fear. But the idea of like, yo, I'm here for you. I will give you whatever you need, but you want to respect whatever the fuck we going, we got going on. Yeah. It's a different world. You respect my time for taking my time out to teach you these things. And then I'm going to respect your time while doing the proper research to give you these, this knowledge yeah. the right way. Same thing with the OGs. Again, same thing with your partner, your ladies, your fellas, however, whatever you into. Like, same thing with your, your hobbies. You like, again, you you could love something to do something, but are you putting, are you respecting the craft? Are you learning the intricacies mm-hmm. of it? Are you taking the easy way out? Are you respecting yourself? Respect for self, like you said, is so fucking important. And I think, you know, we always say love yourself, but loving yourself can look like so many different things. And it can be detrimental yeah. because you might love yourself in the totally wrong way. And some people might be like, what? Like, you could love yourself into a detriment. Like, somebody could love themselves, but you're looking for negative outlets to show that love. You could love you could love yourself while hurting yourself. Absolutely. You know, 
Shout so you know, hopefully everybody who deals with mental health issues get the proper help. But I know some people who love themselves but still cut themselves, you know, you know the the cutting on the wrist. I know a couple of people that went through that, but you know, they love themselves, but they love themselves in a negative way. It's like they don't know how to express it. And then but you respect mm-hmm. yourself, you'll look for the proper outlets and be like, yo, you know what? I was tweaking. And I think being able to say you was tweaking or you're bugging out. As a, as a good form of respect, because you're like, yo, I'm noticing, like, yeah, well, however I'm handling this is not working. I need to, fi- I need to do something different. I think a lot of times people will, I don't want to say wallow, but they will wallow and you know reside in a space of like, yo, I'm just going to do this bullshit because it makes sense. I'm gonna cheat because at this point I don't know how to handle this. I don't know how to have this conversation. I don't know how to say X, Y, and Z. It's like, yo, I, I, I understand that. I completely sympathize, but how is that going to make the situation better? Or I'm going to yeah. hurt myself. Like, all right, you're hurting yourself. Now you're physically damaging the one body you have because of you don't want to or you don't know how to, you know, find the help you need. So, like, again, going into 2023, we're coming in, what, this almost three years post-COVID. The world, as much as the world wants to go back to normal, it will never be normal. We got mystery never. illnesses. We got, you know, the whole digital world. Everything that popped off in COVID is somehow being forced and mitigated into a box like it never happened. Like, just take the time to really self-analyze and self-evaluate and just think about what have you, who have you been and what have you been during this last year, 18 months, even pre like post as soon as COVID started pre post COVID and put yourself in a position to grow. Think about how you can be better, how you can do whatever, accomplish it. Yo, set a goal, set a dreams, fuck resolutions. You wanted to try some shit, try some shit. Who says it's going to work, but who, if you can't, as long as you try, yeah, you can't, you can't fail if you never try. And who knows? You might try something and it'll open it up to something else. And like, oh shit, opportunity. Da, da, da. But yeah, man. I mean, we don't got too many wild topics to talk about. So let's give them a little show. Oh, let's let's get into it. You know, I hope y'all enjoy this shit. You feel me? I be saying that we be talking our bullshit. We, 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 we get our bag sometimes. Um, alrighty. So we got some stuff to talk about this week. First of all, I wanna send condolences to this actress who I grew up watching in the nineties. R.I.P. to Christy Alley. Oh, man. Because um, one of the movies that I used to watch as a kid, because I don't know, for all my for all my NY City kids who grew up in the 90s, you already know Channel 9, UPN 9, and Channel 11 was, was, was the two shows that you went back and forth as a kid growing up. And one of the things on Saturdays and Sundays, especially for Channel 11, they used to play a lot of movies. That's how I saw um, Air Bud, um and and honey i shrunk the kids and all that but you know not only she was known for her favorite role in cheers but the movie that i love her, her most was look who's talking look who's talking too when it was basically the baby movie where the babies was outsmarting you know there was a little smart and it was like messing with messing with the parents and whatnot but chrissy alley you did well you know lost lost a fight to cancer but we wish you well. Sending condolences to your family. Absolutely. Remember y'all health as well. Make them doctors mirror and physicals and annual checkups. Go get checked out. Find your supplements. Like your RIP. And just make sure health is wealth again. Yeah. Now, BG. We're not talking about BG from Cash Money. We're talking about Brittany Griner has finally been released from Russia, and she's technically home now, right? I don't know how many hours it is from Russia to here, but 
Yeah, she on her way. She on her way. That's still a wild trade. They traded her for the, for the arms dealer, but I mean, at the end of the day, the she's, merchant of death. Oh yeah. my god! But she, you know, she's home with her family, so we shout that out. We definitely there's another comment, common thread that we've on social media and things like that. I just hate how fickle social media is because as soon as they, it was all free BG, then they said, oh, they free, they trade her for arms dealer. Everybody's like, oh, wait a minute, I don't know if I already did that. Can we get the marine back too? And I was just like, yo, there was, there was over here L trade. I'm like, oh damn, niggas just talk just to talk, and I think again. That's why I like as I'm on social media, I just be I go on and I'm just like, yo, we're lost. Some of this, is, some of us are lost. Like it's just a point where like you know you, all these stupid ass fake ass skits, all these like everybody thinks they like that that you know they want to get the joke off as opposed to like yo, all right, well this is some this was some serious shit, and we we deemed it some serious shit a while ago. So the fact that it's happening, like let's just show love, condolences to anybody that has anybody incarcerated or you know felt away because the marine wasn't brought back. Hopefully we can get him home soon as well. But it's like they'll take the victories that we can get. Yeah, and we he was locked up since 2010, so. No, no, 2008, the yeah, Merchant Victor. of Deck Victor. No, Victor, whatever, yeah. Yeah, but shout out to BG. Uh, finally, you feel me? I ain't gonna lie, they said that stud video. I remember the women that was dancing. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, I, I understand you hate social media sometimes, but social media definitely got some gems. In it. it has, do you know what it is? It has the gems, but now it's too much for it's funny. I can't respect it. You're right, but that video, like, what possessed, what possessed those, those studs <laughs> to be in a video dancing free BG? <laughs> you know what? Let's go. But shout before, out to them. Before we move on, I guess this will be a subtle transition. How you feel about your girl Kalani dancing on uh, the Black Panther, Letitia Wright? She said she a lesbian. I said me too. <laughs> I thought she was in a whole relationship this whole entire time. You know, girl, she. Uh, I'm not gonna say this whole X never stop. You know, you know when girls claim gay, they could do whatever they want. <laughs> Come on. I ain't gonna lie, I've been seeing a lot about Kalani lately and yo, YG, I hate you, my nigga. Like you made her get off a dick. <laughs> like I ain't gonna lie, See, I was this, pissed off at YG. You know why I fuck with YG heavy. This is the part where we get canceled yeah. for the week. But nah, it's <laughs> Nah, not because YG the one that's the last nigga that she was fucking. Oh, yeah. oh okay, not the last nigga that she <laughs> last nigga she was with. <laughs> Shout out to Kalani. I like I said, I just like we did that the, the kill fuck marriage. I was she, like, and she, I, she, I like and she been going crazy though too. She been I just tucking did. that little butt cheeks. I see I, yo, she too fickle. For I me. identify. She's too fickle for me. I said it. I was like, shout out to, to my boo says about to drop too. I'm glad you seen the picture so you could say you could might rearrange. You did say off wax you was gonna rearrange your top three. Your kill fuck Mary. Oh no, no, but then I realized I saw the before and after picture. That's fine. I ain't say I was marrying sure. her. Yes, you did. You no, did I did. No, I did. No, I did. I said I'm smashing that. And I said I'm marrying Janae because I want my chakras realigned, and she would be fun. And she made Pissy oh, Fair. Pussy Fair is one of the, the top my top ten songs of the, since the pandemic. So yeah, don't do that. I come with receipts, boo boo. You gonna see how my girl Kalani giving it up to to Letitia over yeah, there? She's scissoring. It's not happening. You can't. Is she gonna look at you like, "Ew, gross"? What is that? Put that away. <laughs> Hold on. Put, she, she gonna want to grind. Let me get a wig. She gonna want to grind. <laughs> she gonna want to grind on the on your on your uh, hip crease. Cut it out. <laughs> come on, now. Nah, we put a wig on. You feel me? Water. Yeah, Water. Mm-hmm, nope. <laughs> she gonna be like, "Ew, put that away. I don't like that." <laughs> Oh uh, man, okay now now in other sports news, Deion Sanders officially left Jacksonville. Jackson State. Jackson State, my fault, University to go play for Colorado State. What's your thoughts? 
Uh, it's twofold. Because I know he he ran, not ran, but like he when he got the job, he he pretty much established that he was trying to rebuild the vision of HBCUs, and you know he was there for the long haul. He's making three hundred thousand dollars. He donated half his salary, but again, you sold the dream. Once you sell the dream, a lot of people gonna hold you accountable because they're assuming that your success you're gonna try to trickle down to other programs. He got like fifteen times the amount of money he was getting at Jackson. I think he got like three hundred thousand at Jackson. He's getting five million a year at Colorado. He's getting an opportunity that a lot of black coaches would love to, to coach a power five. Even though historically, recently Colorado has been ass for like the last twenty years, but. He has a lot of top recruits coming to Colorado now. He told he told the people on the team that was so he's like, yeah, you might want to hit that transfer portal because I got some luggage coming. He got a couple of five stars, a lot of transfers. His son. His son. Like, he got a lot of a talent coming. I do feel for the HBCUs, but I know Jackson State wasn't mad because I feel like in those three years he was there, two championships, he donated half his salary to, you know, have them get a state of the art. Nah, they played they, they play that. They played that bad video of him, dirt, that bad song. They remember... Of them say like, "Oh, we don't need you." Goodbye, oh, sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, but you know, you want me to feel, especially if you're in the elements. Think about all the good he did in three years. Imagine if he stayed there for ten. How much good would happen? And it's not, but it's also it's what? not uncommon for college coaches. There's always move up, you know. And that's exactly, and that's exactly why I'm, I'm, I'm upset that people are calling him a sellout and everything. You know, we complain, especially in college. In football in general, college, NFL, that they're not giving enough of these power five school positions to African-Americans. Matter of fact, not African-Americans, just minorities, which is going to put. They're not giving these positions to minorities. There's finally a power five school giving a position to a minority. We should be celebrating Dion than trying to hold him back. Because you know what happens with Dion? He's going to go to Colorado. That staff, more black people going to come in. The students, he's going to recruit some more black students to come in there and play. And it starts to, it start, and then if he does well, it build, it gives opportunity in the future for more black coaches to be part of Power 5 school. We, we always talk about we want a foot in the door. Once we get a foot in the door, we, we, we're crying about it. I, I love what he did for Jackson State. I think he did a great job. He he did more than probably any other coach I think of, to be honest with you. Just giving the bringing um artists through, bringing different podcasts, um, just bringing different media. He had different comedians. He had you name it. He brought spotlight over there. Let him move up. This is what happened. We should be congratulating the man. We should be help, hoping he does very well. So 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 we can have more opportunities like this. Of course, I agree. I like I said, I can understand the sting of it. You want your own to stay dedicated to your own, but again, people was like Dion going to be Dion, and I think that if we accepted that, we knew that early on. It's like it's not a hard pill to swallow. Like again, don't sell dreams if you know that this is not your your final destination. I agree with that point statement a whole lot. But at the same point, but like, but, 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 but it, we really know he wants to be an NFL coach. Yeah, no, hundred percent. He definitely we, went, he went the route where he didn't have to be somebody's assistant. Like he wanted to be the star of the show, and I respect that. he he did what Deion Sanders is known for doing. I'm not mad at him at all. I just like I I can sympathize with those people that had the, that bought into the dream that all right, 
Deion Sanders is going to be here for five. He's going to fill out his contract to do five to ten years and, you know, build up the HBCUs across the board and, and encourage other coaches to come in and take over these historically black uni- uh, colleges and university football teams and build them up. And I think he can that still can be a thing. It's just I think the charisma of how he did it was just dope. He made sure that he was he was seen. And it tied him. What's to say? I don't know. I'm just going to throw out famous black retired. What, what's to say a Michael Vick can't do that? What's to say that's a Donovan McNabb can't do that? And I think that that's the, the door that's open. You see, like, a lot of – there was that conversation a few years back about athletes, black like black athletes saying, I'm going to go to HBCUs, but it's the resources. Master P somewhere, and then what he left, they said, yeah, the resources aren't enough. This is a way yep. we've seen. You bring in somebody of notoriety. And, they, and, they, and, they, and they're not ready to compete with power five schools. At all. Because cause I, know, I know during the time he was the coach, they were talking about, oh, have a, a, a match with um, – Alabama or some other schools. And he was like, hell no, I'm not about to leave my kids for slaughter. That's a fact. Which is understandable. That's a fact. You got a team that's habitually for the last 30, 40 years getting top the, the, the top recruiting class, having multiple first round picks. But now he levels the playing field. A Colorado versus Alabama. Now he's like it's a power five school with a budget. They said that interest for season tickets is going up. They said a lot of those he had a lot. Remember, he had top, he had top. Five recruits coming to Jackson State. Imagine what he's going to do now. Number, with Colorado. He actually had the number one um, um, player, um, Travis Hunter. Yeah, so imagine what he can do in Colorado. So I'm excited to see it. I do feel for the HBCUs that feel like they're going to be pushed further into the the dark, but it's, I think the blueprint is there. And let's just let's hope. Let's be hopeful that a lot of you know other athletes are have paid attention and took watch, and they can replace some him with a, a very capable another black coach at. At the um at Jackson State and, other and take the rain, go take the rain, like you said, Michael Vick. You, I don't. I I'm don't just know. saying, our black athletes. Yet. But any other prominent black athlete, black Cam Newton. I don't know if you're gonna play again. I know you still wants to play, but hey, Auburn is looking for a coach. <laughs> hey, go go see go see about that. You feel me? Go do something. Go. This 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 should this should be look more like a celebra- uh, celebration than more of a sellout. Oh, you're a coon and and all that. Stop that. But SNL happened, right? Speaking of, you know, we talked about scissor scissor performing SNL, and also we had a brilliant monologue by Kiki Palmer when she announced her pregnancy, looking all glowing and everything. What's your thoughts on Kiki Palmer? Shout out Kiki! Congratulations! We shout out her. I mean, we've seen Kiki Palmer. She grew up with us. <laughs> you yeah. Me? So it's a beautiful thing. I'm really happy for her. Um, yeah, man. I don't. It's not too much to say about it. Just shout out to you. Great skits. I really enjoyed the Drake's baby mamas or the 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 United Tings of Drake skit that she did. That shit was hilarious. You know he got a bar coming for you next. I hope. I hope you know he got a bar coming for you. He gonna bar your head top. Whatever, nigga. Six God. <laughs> now, shout out to Kiki Palmer. I like, I I definitely forgetting she's like a year younger, a year or two younger than us, to be honest with you. She's like 28, 20, 27 sort of thing. Um, but, you know, she finally, but you know, also what I didn't get that people was calling her ugly. I'm like, wait, since when Kiki Palmer was ever ugly? She's not ugly. She's definitely not ugly. She's just loud. Yo, you saw the shit she met, how Angela Bassett got put in the same room? That shit was fire. I was like, that was happy. Yeah. She was like, you lie and you cheat and I don't want you. I was like, yo, that was word for word. You, you dope. That's dope. So shout out to Kiki. And she's been around. She always got a job. She always been about her business. Kiki, shout Kiki out to you, Kiki. Stay working. Shout out to Kiki. Hopefully, you have a safe pregnancy. Absolutely. 
All right, all right. You put this on this docket. Your man from from Toronto over here, Tory Tory Lanes. What's what's the updates you want to? Oh, they had another charge. I think it was like unlawful discharge of a firearm or something. But I know the cop that did the investigation is also not uh, going to testify. Been relieved of his duty. Yeah, he's not testifying either. So I don't know, man. When I saw the charge, I was like, oh, that's just they throwing stuff out here. I'm not. Again, like I said, have I enjoyed his? Have I been able to separate the artist and the art and the the person? I I I'm not going to shy away from it. I have. I've been listening to his music, but I also feel like it, it, it's tough because it's like you want to protect black women. We will never know. I there's a thin line for the truth in this case that we will probably never ever know. Even if he is found guilty or not, if he's I I, I I'm pretty sure based on the new charge they're going to find him not guilty or they're trying to find something to stick, but. I think that we will never know truly what happened that night. So it's like, even if he's found not guilty in the court of law and the court of public opinion, he's still going to be said. They're going to say you shot Meg because he's done a lot of dickhead shit over outside of that. that oh, yeah. Then you just got into a house arrest for beating August not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's just, it's not a good look, but it's also like, all right, well, we'll see. And Meg has been shockingly quiries now. I kind of miss her on on the timeline. You know, she ain't, I ain't seen no twerking videos. I ain't, you know, like, no, because she realized she jumped out. Of her body trying to come after Drake when Drake oh, when that God. bar That's what was doing. just That's really just <laughs> yeah, you know I mean because you know she went all crazy because literally when that album dropped we're in like the first ten minutes. Oh, she said he was sucking dick. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> she said she called him pussies. Like basically, she said stop sucking my pussy or some shit like that. Cause yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So she was she started going on a whole rant about that, and then after that, she went quiet afterwards. Even though she shout out to her though, she was Forbes thirty under thirty. She's the cover be. of that. I just I I I sincerely hope like I like I said I'm hoping that there's clarity for all parties involved in the situation. I since I I I fear if it, if it comes back not guilty, it's going to be a lot of people that immediately go to the she was fucking lying. And, and again, like a lot of we've said, a lot of shit about the case doesn't add up on both sides. Bro, they going they going this, this, this case this case stressed me out because you know I don't want to wish because first of all I'm upset already with y'all trying now granted side but i just don't like the whole yeah against him with no phys- no actual evidence like if he had some videos or something maybe i could be 100 percent on your side but yeah just he's basically guilty until proven innocent from starting out yeah i mean, i think that's the case there's always gonna be especially in, pub- in the court of public opinion it's always gonna be that way once somebody says you did something even once you could remember the accusation is always a lot louder than the verdict, especially when the verdict is op- yeah. the opposite of what the accusation was. So, like I said, I hope that they're good. I hope that, you know, whatever comes out, that they both find peace and whatever they're dealing with. Meg, I miss you. <laughs> yeah, we need we need some more hot girl shit, Meg. Um, Gabrielle, you and Boosie. I, I don't understand why this keeps showing up every few months, man. You know, obviously... We, you, you, yeah, yeah, probably familiar with what Boosie has to say about um, David Wade's daughter, um, Dwayne Wade's daughter. But I'll say Damon Wayne, I, nigga, what? <laughs> <laughs> My fault, you know. I'm a little sick, so you know if I if, if you hear me. But recently, Gabrielle Union made some comments about Boosie. What's your thoughts on that? When she said, didn't she say he was gay or something like that? So alluded yeah, to that question, that was, and, and then this sparked this sparked this sparked a, a whole lot of. Um, debate on Twitter because some people was upset that she was kind of Defending. insulting his sexuality. I mean, 
Again, can you ever really win? Is there ever a one-sided argument on Twitter? I don't give a fuck about Twitter arguments. I think that when you really take into account scenario, right? Boozy has, I don't call him a homophobe. Wait, 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 wait. You want to play? I just said to you. Which way you uh, What Gavell's saying. All right, hold on. Because I, I did, because, because, you know, Boozy shut up about it the whole time. All right, let's hear But it. I understand she defended it. Oh, go. So good, you know. Sorry, Boosie. <laughs> he has, uh, he's so preoccupied. Yeah, he is. Very it's much almost so. almost like thou doth protest too much, little booze. I'm going to just, I'm going to look at You've got a lot of dick on your mind. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's Throw like that out there. It's like Zaya and Lil Nas X living his head. <laughs> Free, free. Free. Like what? It's like, sir. <laughs> yeah. Um, something you want to just go ahead and tell us. Is it a safe space? <laughs> no, for real. Damn. That was an eat the level. Well, bar. Boosie responded, the whole world know I love women. The whole world know your husband love dick. I hope you don't think blacks look like look at y'all like a power couple. They don't. I have refused to talk about y'all in interviews, and here you go. Go bang him with that dildo and wait on a script, you little white girl. Damn, that's because she said she that's some shots. That's because she said he that's some he, shots. That's because she said she eat his ass in her book. I would have been like, "Bae, what are you doing?" <laughs> First and foremost, why are you telling him what you do to me? Why? Why? You know that's that's gonna be the headline. I'd have been tight. That's what he get for cheating. That was one of those. That's the cheating. For you know how somebody do some fuck shit. You got to let me get some wild shit off. That that was her, that was her wild shit. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I think like. I know the big thing. I mean, like when you come when you come after someone's kid, it's like all hands off. But that was the all argument. Hands, all bets off. That was the argument that it was like, oh, she shouldn't say that. I'm like, the kid is lives with her and Dwayne Wade. Like she's Dwayne Wade's wife, and that child has been with them since he was what four, five. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's estranged from his mother in some some respects. She doesn't have custody. You know, they've had their issues. Like, for lack of better purpose, that's his day to day mom. That's her kid, and we understand Gabrielle Union's like history. She almost couldn't have because she had to have her daughter was born be a surrogate, if I'm correct, right? So, uh, yeah. So you got to think like in, in some cases there was a chance she would never have her own children. These those Dwayne Wade's children she does see as her kids, and you protect your kids, especially in a time where like I understand the Zaya Wade is very young, what, 15, 16, something like that. Possibly getting the uh, transition surgery, she identified as um, homosexual early on, like, and then transition to want to be a woman. Like, I get it, I get it. It's very taboo. A lot of people are not comfortable with it. And we said a few weeks back, we were we said something along the lines of like, "Yo, like, it's different. It's a different world in those celebrity households. You know, them kids grow up a lot faster. You know, and they got a lot more more resources and counseling that the average person don't have. Yeah, and I'm like, you don't have to agree with it. But at the end of the day, that's their family prerogative. Now, in terms of the shots at Boozy, like you said, if you're talking about my kid, who I see as my kid, I'm coming for you. And, I mean, just from an observer's perspective, you see the fact anytime something, for lack of a better word, in my Riley Freeman voice, gay, happens, Boozy be mad as shit. <laughs> he do. And nobody say you don't like women and shit, but you've done some suspect shit. Like, you had your, then you have your, like, young son about to get some, like, trying to get some pussy or some shit like that. When he was calling about no, that. He actually got some pussy. <laughs> oh, like, I'm saying, or like, you know, like, it it does, it can, pres- it can be prescribed that, yo, my man Boozy definitely do 
I don't know if he's just super homophobic or, you know, some shit doesn't happen. He got some trauma when it comes to, to you know, gay people. I, I just think it's a regional thing. You know, Boosie's from the South. That's true. It's not like New York. I feel like with New York, even even when this, even before social media and everything, I think we all grew up understanding, like, you know, we from New York City. There's always been gay people around, regardless of where you, they, there was a whole, we had a whole community for them. Uh, Soho, Chelsea, you know, you know, that's what people be like, oh yeah, that's where people from the LGBTQ that's where they community that's be where at. They be a, yeah. But someone who's from Baton Rouge, <laughs> Louisiana, especially from the South, where they, the culture is different. They probably don't see that many of them. Now coming into, mind you, he's a murderer. He's been, he's been in jail multiple times for mad years. <laughs> Come out and see all of this. This can be a culture shock for him. Now, I definitely disagree that I definitely don't agree with his stance and what he's been saying, especially with the little Nas X and everything else. But I can't fault Gabrielle Union because at the end of the day, she has to deal with the daughter at home and what she's going through. While y'all all making comments about the situation, whether she should go through the process or not, she has to sit here and be strong and be a pillar of strength for that for her daughter. And I can't, I can't blame, uh, I can't blame the stepmom for defending what's hers. That's my part. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And then Boozy got dick on his mind. Whatever, who cares? It's twenty twenty two. I'm gonna laugh on the come I'm gonna laugh in silence and support you, my nigga. Have fun. Clap, clap. Relax. <laughs> All right, well, slick. Would you be, would you be someone assistant for two K? I wouldn't qualify. I'm a straight black man. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Summer Walker, come on, Summer Walker. You and your probably last trimester for your pregnancy, baby girl. You know, you've been off the news. Nobody, you know, even though they slighted you for the Grammys, niggas was on your side. But you asking for someone to be your assistant, particularly a gay white man, for 2K and must have their own car. Slick, go ahead, please. Cause no, 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 like, in this economy, yeah, I'm about to say she was bugging the fuck out. And I think the funny part was people were more mad that she didn't say a straight black man could qualify. Y'all niggas wasn't mad that she was undercharging. She wanted you to work in a sweatshop. <laughs> <laughs> that was the part that got me. Like I was like, what the fuck, two thousand dollars? Oh, I wish they told me I was making two thousand dollars a month. I ain't never seen two thousand dollars a month from like a main job. <laughs> Cause you could imagine what you want to do. Got to be eighty five or older, based in Atlanta. Know how know how to build stuff. She wants a man. She wants a man she could send home. She might be on her Kalani wave. She might be about to be scissoring. And just wants a man that's gonna take care of certain shit. <laughs> oh nah, I ain't gonna lie to you. That's even less than minimum wage out here, bro. What's going on over here? Man, I ain't even worried about it. Hold up, I signed up for that dumbass job. All that money she making, that album still slapping. Come on, come on, Summer, do better. And then, and then, and also doesn't give a fuck. Doesn't give a fuck about who I am or my music. So, the gay person gonna possibly know who you are. Not the white gays. They don't sing Summer Walker. Now I've never, heard of, mm. I've never heard a white gay sing Summer Walker. Not like, not like I said it. Never seen a white. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we were recording. <laughs> I've never seen a white a, a, a white homosexual uh, or white people in general reference Summer Walker. If we're being hundred percent honest, but I get it. Maybe she. Would. But is Summer Walker popular amongst the gays? 
that's a good poll to put out. I don't know how you gonna politically word that, but you drop that on the on the, on the Instagram and let me know what. No, 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 we good. We ready to get a love cancellation for all this stuff. Let's not, let's not, let's not actively go seek cancellation. All we gotta do is start another bo- podcast and change the name. It's fine. Like we're back. That's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> this this will go well. <laughs> like another round, <laughs> round two. All right, Cardi B anxiety. You want to go off of that? Uh, essentially, people have been questioning. You know, Cardi B has had several hit singles features over the last couple of years since her debut album, Grammy Award winning multi platinum album, Invasion of Privacy. And people have been like, yo, where's your sophomore follow up? I feel like every time she gets ready for a rollout, she either has a baby or, you know, a single doesn't hit the way she thought it was going to hit. And she basically says she has, she's been suffering with anxiety about dropping her second album. And we all know. You really know what you got with an artist by that second album. Sometimes the first album, you got the resources, you got the story, you've been building for years for that moment, and telling you got the element of surprise because yeah. a lot of people don't know what you're gonna put on the album. That's a fact. You just we just supporting you because we fuck with you because of a good song or two. Excuse me. And now it's like she's like she's worried, and it's like damn. If you drop the album numbers wise, all you gotta do is put WAP it up up there and then thought shit, and that shit is automatically going platinum the first week. But it's like, but I think I think I think she really cares about female rap. And also, she also wants us to shit on Nikki, so she don't want to put no bullshit out there that that, that doesn't get the. Because you already know how many. Because that's I think that's probably a lot of reason why she doesn't release the album because it's kind of like if shit not hitting on all cylinders or pushing the female rap agenda, it's is a fail to her. Well, well, because you already know you already know the barbs is after her. Well, to that point, Nikki's second album sucked. Nikki's second album was terrible. Roman's Revenge. Don't don't don't. We, it we had try good, to not get cancellation. It we, had good. This no, is I'm group, not. You know, we don't disrespect barbs or the not, hot. Or it's the not beat. about that, but it's about being conscious and saying like, "Yo, there was like when she did the Reloaded version, she had good singles on there, but as a piece of work, that album was all over the place. It was nowhere near Pink Friday. And then what was the 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 Pink Print was fire. Like she has good projects in her catalog. But I'm saying Roman's Revenge was terrible as an album. There's like four songs that had replay value. And I think it was because she was in that pocket of, you know, as a female artist, when you have the, the world in the palm of your hand, you're trying to do a lot. And I think Cardi B's in the same spot. You had Up, you had uh, WAP, big record after big record, thought shit as a third single. Typically, third singles don't hit. Like, a third single popping off after two major first ones is kind of rare in the music industry. If you really think about, like, the amount, of, you have to really be that person to really. But I th- you know what? I think she also got scared because the record between her, Lil Durk, and Kanye didn't really do well. It was top that 10. That could be like. It was top 10. It's, you play, you No, no, it did well. It did well. It didn't do those um, numbers. Statistically, but, but, like, far as, like, the people revered it, it didn't go that well. It, it wasn't up to a usual standard. But, again, that's, like, over the course of, what, four years since the invasion of privacy, that was her fourth best song. You got to She had "Please Me." She had "Wop." She had uh, what's it called? Up. So for that to be the fourth, literally the fourth single, and still all of them is top ten. All of them got TikTok clout. All of them you're hearing outside. You've already built the basis of an album where you can kind of craft those other nine to thirteen songs to be whatever you want. I think that maybe. You know, like we do know that there was a lot of different writers and people, but that also comes with, you know, interpolating different beats and different sounds. And we were talking off, offline, like, yo, Invasion of Privacy, you could still play most of the songs outside right now. It's going to get a reaction, a positive reaction. I think the bar is set high, but you sometimes you got to take the chance. And like I said, 
the music, like WAP, still fire. Sometimes you can listen to WAP, your toes might curl up. Like, oh, girl, you nasty, nasty thing. You <laughs> no, but I, but I understand because we live in a generation now. Is like if the music doesn't hit, that's why I'm I'm low key excited for Scissor's album, but I'm low key scared for it because Scissor is a lot of person who had a quickly acclaimed classic album, and now I already know SOS comes out on on Friday. It's gonna be like, hold on. If this not hitting off the first, because you, you see how other people are. You see how they go for Drake's album for other people. If shit not hitting off the first, listen, they're not even giving you a week. Matter of fact, they might give you a week, but the positive reviews after a week is not going to be as loud as the negative reviews of that first listen on social media. Well, if it's negative, if she needs somewhere to, never mind. I mean, I said it out loud. If it's oh, negative, the Lord. <laughs> you need someone to talk to, girl. I'll, I'll drop my number in the DMs. Go get cut. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I whisper. If you don't ever listen to this part, fuck out of here, snitch. <laughs> but yeah, but I can see that coming from that. That's why I'm I'm look maybe that's why I can see why she's scared because you come off a tremendous album like that, and then now the second one doesn't hit. It's not gonna hit. As much as as much as she think is going, it's it's probably won't do better than the first album. There's no shock value, like you said. There's like we've heard Cardi on so many different sounds. It's like you kind of almost expect. And you know what? I do miss gritty Cardi. I miss gritty nasty Cardi. Suck his ding through his draw. She said that shit, and I ran that song about like fourteen times. Like what you said? <laughs> like you you just nasty as you want to be. Mm-mm. You want her? You want her? You want her filming videos in the Bronx again? I don't mind that. Her verse on, and think about it. Her verses, her shake it verse was fire. Her tomorrow two verse might be female verse of the year, mainstream wise. Oh, yeah. That's a think fact. Think about it. That's a fact. I'm just like, you're in a position where, like, if numbers matter, you're going to get the numbers. You're in a position where you've created an aesthetic that whatever you talk about, people are paying attention to. No one's looking for you to be deep and introspective. If you think about her deep cuts, where, like, the sing songy, like, oh, be careful with me. You know the shit with Kalani, like the those records were hitting too. You we haven't heard her with an R and B diva on her hook, and since that album, so there's plenty of ways as an A and R you could deliver a great project, and you know what people want to hear because all you gotta do is go on Twitter and TikTok. You know, and again, we're selling a lot of this media, music, movie shit. It doesn't sell off how good it is at first. It sells off personality and who you fuck with. We fuck with Cardi as a culture. We're going to listen to it. It's going to be enough. And there's, it's probably one of those albums where there's something for everybody. And she'll throw, again, can you, Cardi's probably one of the only artists in general where through, she's been in the industry, what, five years? How many misses does she have? Since, only probably one or two. And even those misses, you're going to hear outside. Remember, you, oh, yeah. You get a Cardi, they, you get a Cardi feature. This might, you might get mad at me. Cardi, I know it'll be group projects. She might be like the the female equivalent to Drake. You get a Cardi feature, you know your shit going up. Nah, she fuck Drake. Fuck with her. You I'm know, just saying. I love that rock. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> it's a matter of like, yo, you get Cardi on your song, niggas is gonna listen. Like you gonna hear it, even if you're not. No, I agree to. with you. So that's why I'm just like, I get the anxiety about just being a creative and you know being sensitive about your shit. But at a point, you gotta drop something. Drop an EP. I'm, so I was about to say some wild shit. I was about to say, you're not going to get Saweetie out here. Oh, don't do that to Sweetie. You feel me? But that's she, released a new, she released a new music out here. Shout out to Sweetie, though. Know? Shout out to her, but I'm I also... See, baby. But I'm saying, like, you can't... It's not like she's an assist. Like, you just... Your musical hype has died down. You feel me? Mm. Cardi going to drop a song, and it's going to be an event. 
whether it's authentic streams or not, I'm not saying that she buys stream, but I'm saying like whether it's authentic or not, there's going to be a, a large portion of the community that's going to get behind it because every single she's dropped, like I said, the worst one was a uh, hot shit, and even so, that's some shit you might for, you you might have had high hopes when it came out and then forgot about it, and you hear that shit outside like, oh, this shit don't. Yeah, that's something you hear in the club. You're gonna still you're gonna that still bop your head. To that it. wasn't an everyday record. That was an I'm outside record. That shit came out. Mm-hmm. Like, if it was summertime, like it, like summer wasn't as expensive as it was, you would heard that shit everywhere. That's a fact. So, all right, you want you want to get into the next topic before we get to some of the week. Oh, I was just talking about DC Films canceling all their movies, apparently. So, you know, James Gunn, who directed uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and the second Suicide Squad. He's a new president. Essentially, they canceled. Apparently, they canceled Wonder Woman with Gal Gadot. This this Wonder, this Flash is about to be a one-off. They're getting rid of Aquaman and turning him into Lobo. They just brought back Henry Cavill, and uh, he's had Superman just to not give him a movie, apparently. You know, they brought back Ben Affleck to not use him. They're pretty much rebooting the DC movie universe. Shazam, they're not giving him. Not Shazam. Uh. Black Adam, they're not giving him a second movie. So wait, what the wait? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The fuck, you know, DC. What? But, I didn't well, know. You gotta think, think about it like a corporate takeover. With a corporate takeover, when some new niggas come in, what do they do with the old plans? Half the time they scrap them. I, I I didn't. I wasn't expecting to stay on this topic for too long. But okay, the Flash movie. That nigga get going him out of here. So that nigga going yeah, that that homie been wilding ever since <laughs> the Justice League movie dropped. Aquaman movie was pretty good, and I thought they was going to replace um, they was going to replace um a- Amber Heard with a decent with a decent actress. Nah, they about and Black Adam, Black Adam. I came on here and say Black Adam was a really great DC movie. Like, I'm I'm more of a more of a I'm more of a DC um TV show person. That Black Adam was really a great, and you have Shazam, you have Shazam. You have you have the ability to put those two together in the future. What are you doing this hostile takeover? And you put and, and, and how the hell are you not gonna have um spot, uh, Superman movie when you're supposed to have them in Black Adam too? Hey, I'm not just here to report the news. You see, you see, beat. you see, this is what happens. Marvel was dropping the ball, and I finally got the ball in the court. Yeah, I made one point, and then. Y'all go fuck go go turn over the ball again because I'm telling you right now, more, the, the shit that Marvel about to come out with in the next few years, yeah. DC y'all better buckle yourselves if y'all don't get your shit together. They got they about to smoke their boots, but I mean, if you really think about it, I think and this is just my nerd mind going. I would reintroduce the Justice League. I would start with Justice League again, but I would do it right. I think that what they had was the opportunity to establish that Justice League movie because they the, the casting DC casting be elite outside of the Flash because I felt like Ezra Miller was a wild because of all iterations of Barry of uh, Barry Allen he ain't never looked like like uh, Ezra Miller but I think they, they, they should have got they should have got the Barry Allen from the TV show I would have accepted that. I think he was too small though I think they wanted like a, a just a bigger like more muscular looking guy but okay. I, I feel like if they start with the because it's like you can say. If I bring back Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck, right, and I reset that universe and Gal Gadot, they, they could get rid of Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, I like this Batman. Like a Batman to me. I feel like Robert Pattinson wouldn't make sense because he's still a young Batman. So that's why I'm saying, like, uh, but Robert Pattinson, but I, I like the now. I don't know his movie how, was great. His movie was great. Range, what, yeah, the movie. I, I I don't know how many movies that they're going to give him, but in in about two in about two Batman movies, you let Robert Pattinson mature in that. 
he'd be good it for a Justice League one. It also would be interesting to see a young Batman in the Justice League, or like a you know, I've been Batman for seven years. Superman has been, and it's like Henry Cavill and Robert Pattinson could work, but I think that they start because you know, if you just utilize, do a, a Crisis on Infinite Earths type story where you bring all these different characters from different universes, and then you know, you can kind of sprinkle in some backstory. The beautiful part is they have HBO Max, similar to how Disney Plus is using like their their TV shows to flesh out characters. You can develop mm-hmm. characters on a smaller screen because a lot of people prefer to stream shows as opposed to go to the movies now. Like you can build that world that way. I wouldn't be mad if they started with it just like over, but I'm like, you got people invested in some of these actors. I think Henry Cavill being Superman, an older Superman, you know, Robert Pattinson as, as the a The theater went crazy when he showed up in the end of Black Adam. He's like, Black Adam, we need to talk. <laughs> like, that shit was yeah. lit. So, I mean, I don't know. I think that everything is driven by a dollar. And you would say, historically, DC with Batman and Superman, like, those are characters that you think when it comes to Marvel, like remember the Avengers were, I don't want to sound blasphemous, but at the time were sea level his- heroes. Unless you actually read comics, you got, who were the main Marvel heroes? Spider-Man, Wolverine, niggas who Marvel didn't have the rights to. Like we just got, yeah, like, nobody was really bumping Captain America and stuff like that. Crazy. Yeah. Like you said, Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, uh, who else? Hulk. Like they were, Hulk was probably the most famous out of all three of them. If you really think about it, you know, from a, general media perspective so mm-hmm. robert downey jr made iron man pop if we're keeping it a stack he was big in the comics but like for the average consumer that's what made them seem more important than you know they were at the moment so if we can if, if dc can do something where it's like yo you make us invested in these characters or you find actors that really embody and let the director tell their story i think that was a big problem they weren't letting directors tell their stories because the, the the snyder cut was awesome i fucking loved it but i hope they figure it out <laughs> DC dropped the ball again once you actually had the ball on your court this time. Uh, the World Cup, what's your thoughts? I don't even, I don't really know. Oh. The U.S. got kicked out. Apparently, I keep forgetting how big um, football is in, in, in the world because motherfuckers at my job talking about it. I'm like, wait, y'all niggas really... Every week they come up with new updates about the World Cup. I'm like, Yo, niggas really fuck with soccer like this? Not my fault. Football like this? I used to feel I used to feel this way. I guess working in like a, a a mixed neighborhood, like I really see kids that really fuck with soccer, and it made me pay attention. Like we was watching it in class type shit, and I started like I, I guess over years of just vaguely watching and paying attention, I kind of understand how the game is played. It was enjoyable. We had, I had group chats going with some of my friends about like you know the different matches and stuff, and it's like it's really an artistic game. You think about the level of discipline to be running for fucking ninety minutes, and you know, niggas got stamina. Not, not use your don't hands. let them catch. Don't let them catch your bitch. I'm about she to say, never leaving. She never. She ain't gonna get a chance. She gonna, they gonna run them down. They catching them. You know, <laughs> hand to foot coordination. You know, she like yeah. She wants. She want a nigga that lays for an hour. You yo. You could have her. Nah, I'm sorry. Technically, <laughs> technically, I'm gonna say too much cardio kills testosterone. They might not be getting it up. So let's keep that. Let's, let's don't. Let's need to throw that out there in case they they want to go. You know, have a soccer nigga. But <laughs> neither here nor there. Like it has been enjoyable. Like I've seen. You know, you see France. You see Mbappe. You see like I think this is like Lionel Messi's last one. You seen Ronaldo. The guys who you know we've heard about. Like I said, we're not natural soccer watchers, but we've heard about as being like the greats in in the sport. So mm-hmm. it's been interesting to watch it, interesting to understand it. And I think that there is a push to try to, you know, make soccer bigger in America. Shout out to Team USA. They were a young, this was the youngest team they ever sent. And you saw, like, it was and just it, like, it'd be dead good. Yeah, you saw, like, what was it? Like, they didn't have a prop. There was no 
I don't want to say no star, but there was no guy that's like, all right, I need to go, go get it. It was like a lot of talent, like a lot of B play. It's like the Knicks. It's a lot of mid, like a lot of solid mid. Not actually, not even not like the Knicks. I'm sorry, let's not do that because them niggas fucking suck. But um, what's the team that has a lot? That's like probably one piece away. I'm trying to the Grizzlies, think. but nah, Grizzlies got Jai though. I'm gonna say they got outside of Jai. So they, it, got, they got a pretty decent team though. It was the Grizzlies if Ja wasn't there. Like they would have great mm-hmm. players nonetheless. But there's no superstar that you're going to put out there that's going to, you know, get the job done. But shout and out shout out to Japan. Um, also, I don't know if you ever saw the anime that just came out. It's called Blue Lock. Mm-mm. You should check that out. It's an anime where they try to find, like, the best striker, which is a position, which is the person that mostly scored the goals in soccer. So they kind of, like, get, like, over 400 um, people in the anime, 400 um, strikers. They lock them in this facility and break them into groups and then go against each other's competitions oh, and stuff like that. So it's kind of like they're trying to base it off of the World Cup. But shout out to Japan, too, because Japan really put it on for them, too. So I ain't going to lie. I'm I'm going to watch it, you feel me, even though none of my teams that I really fuck with is out there like that, though. But I respect it. Niggas going crazy, though. I, I, I didn't know it was crazy until I saw, you know, niggas at the airport. I'm not like, that's when I realized it. I think, what was the airport in Peru or Argentina or whatnot? Where the person is checking their bags, bro, and the and the security guard look at it, and then niggas score the gold. The security guard jumping up and down. I'm like, yo, a nigga could have came through with a whole thirty pack with, with in the there. heater, with the heater wallet. But what? Nah, nah bro. But going back to the anime point, y'all finally started getting back into my enemies. That Bleach Blood War, bro, thousand year Blood War. That shit going stupid, dog. Oh yeah, and then I, and the anime, I started. Well, I'm catching back up on my hero. I was like, I read the manga because I was like seeing some shit animated. Like my son Deku got black whip now. I was like, oh my nigga, outside. I gotta. Oh, yeah, he, he, gonna, he gonna get more. He about to get. I know he about to get flow. I saw it on on YouTube, but I gotta. I gotta. I gotta catch back up. I fucking. I gotta. I heard Chainsaw Man is fire. I gotta watch that. I heard that shit. Again. Oh yeah, the Chainsaw. Yeah, that shit fire. I still, that nigga got a whole big ass chainsaw in front of his face. He got the chainsaw arms. Slicing through niggas. Nah, I started. I um, I was watching the Inuyasha sequel for a while, but I fell off with that. I'm waiting. The, the, new, the new one? Yeah, Yashahime. Yeah. And for all y'all, like, yeah, they talking about anime. Shut up, because when it come to Halloween, y'all all be trying to do bomb titties and all that other stuff. So cut it out. Anime is popping now. Remember when the girls just make fun of us for watching anime and shit? Shaking my now, now, now they like the, oh, I need, a, I need, a, I need a guy who watch anime. anime now, nah, what? Anime and chill. Like, when did this? No, no. Fuck you, no. But nah, yeah, I'm back on my anime wave. I gotta still watch that time I got reincarnated as Islam. I'll be having my students send me like anime lists, but I got I gotta sit down and really. Oh yeah, that shit fire. I gotta watch some shit. But I think ready for song of the week. Let's get them. We had them here for hours. All right. If you are watching this on YouTube, please exit and go to one of your favorite streaming platforms, whether that is Stitcher, Spotify, Apple. You name it, we are on there, and you can go listen to our song of the week, or you can go to our Apple Music playlist and listen to our previous song of the week. What's your song of the week this My week, brother? song, Metro Boomin' Drop, Heroes and Villains, and I know what you're thinking. I'm going to play the Chris Brown song. I'm not. I'm about to play that creeping Metro Boomin' The Weeknd and 21 Savage. Shout out to Mario Winans. Let's get it. Saw you, the person you were. Accused- 
Taking that Mario Wines classic. I used to be like, why wouldn't you want to know? As you get older, you understand why you might not want to know certain things. Don't don't be asking certain questions. You'll get your feelings hurt. Next up, I have to actually shout out the homies. They gonna they was cutting my ass because I used to be like, I'm not listening to this specific artist. I don't know what y'all seeing this motherfucker. And then I got bored and I was like, you know what? Let me see what this Rod Wave about. So I'm gonna take it back to Pray for Love. And this is Letter from Houston, Rod Wave. Attention. I was just staring at the ceiling and got in my feelings. Reminiscing about us fighting, fucking and chilling. Right now I'm riding through Memphis, passing through the city. I'm with my niggas, but I miss you, girl. Don't get it twisted. And I cannot wait till I see you, hug you, and kiss you. Remember when I had first met you, how I used to sweat you. I used to call your phone and text you and tell you you're special. Like, girl, you're special. You the kind of girl that I need. I actually made your mind. Sometimes I can't believe. Wonder what your nigga was thinking. When he let you leave, you try to leave. I might get down on my hands and knees. I'm still a G, please believe. But girl, you make me weak. You make me feel something I never felt. The reason I never left. A lot of hoes want your position, but they tripping. You've been with me since the beginning, and that's the way I'ma end it. But just in case you feel you cannot stay, babe. Cause closing hoes are traded apologize for my blasphemous statements i fuck with the kid and finally if you know me you know i hate christmas music i know i've been called the grinch i hate musicals too by the way but uh this chris brown christmas song i thought it was just gonna be like a little cash grab and the first one is just that but this second joint people are like you don't got nothing to do with christmas yes it do because everybody wants some pussy on christmas so here's chris brown with no time like christmas Merry Christmas. Rapping on my loving box your name's written at the top How I want to feel you come closer, girl, don't stop mm. I know 
crossing off your Christmas list Open up, take it out Anywhere you want, I'll take you down Know you wanna be classy But girl, it's me, we ain't gotta wait around Let me stand by you, the thick and thin Only thing I wanna see is you to win Yes, Chris. No time like Christmas, my man. CB. Okay, okay. That was some good songs of the week, brother. I try. Still not on the Rod Wave um, train. Nah, nah. That nigga be that nigga be preaching. Especially you in your bag and you play Rod, you might be like, "Oh damn, bitch. Maybe I do miss you, but I hate you, but I love you, but I can't stand your ass." <laughs> uh, you know, I gotta show you know the biggest big lotto. You know, she she just dropped this track with Gorilla. This is fuck the club up. I'm in the VIP. I don't walk straight past you, ho. Even though you know, they they also got Gangsta Boo on there too. So shout out to Memphis. Memphis been really been really on their bullshit with rap though. So shout out to them. You know, also had to get something from the Metro Boom album, but this is the one featuring Twenty One Savage. Walk them down. Represent the scorching nigga, death, mayhem, murder, and madness, nigga. You try me, you gonna die. You try to score, you gonna die.
Used to call us country down, want no gun smoke. I'm with this shit, but count money more fun though. All the ops say they hard, why they run for? All these choppers, I can open up a gun store. Really street, I ain't going for the guts though. Get your cash money, I can't get no fuck though. Bud shots hit his stomach, now his guts gone. That was Metro Boom and 21 Savage walked them down. Jesus Christ, that was fire. Come on now, Metro Boom. DJ Khaled, that's how you make a producer album, by the way, DJ Khaled. Matter of fact, you have more, you got more problems in your head because you know you got beef out here. You have more beef in your head because you know you got niggas from Jamaica burning your shit, burning your plaques over there. But my last song is Babyface Ray featuring Lil Wonderful Boy, Jackie Boy. I swear I got it honest, think I got it from grandmama I got Wayne in my blood, Jackie boy about them dollars I was in the castle, packing boy about that yammer Hot ass nigga in the club with them guallas Rack in the air, she gon' twerk, Uchi Wally Baby rock the mic, she perform, no deposit It was me and Soda in a form, at erotic Had them niggas sick about it, had that shit in chicken boxes 10 ball, 25k, 50,000 I'm with the fiends, slapping off the back, project housing I get lonely sitting at the top, niggas diving I still drink, baby pop two yops, we too toxic 60 piece, really had to move, I'm Clay Thompson 700, B2 orthodox, Kanye sponsor I got caught, I ain't tell him shit, call my mama We play street games you know. Hey, what your man's on? What you Figured on? out, niggas fans though Bitch. I did this verse with my chain on This a dance song yeah. Niggas not really who they say they is Knockin' shit off Mr. Potato Head yeah. I'm in California smoking baby legs I just paid a thousand for an eight of red Ray, you look like money I just say we twins You just got on them Boy, you late as hell That was Babyface Ray featuring Lil Dirk. But that's not what you're here for. You're here for the people's choice, the people's favorite, Slick. Drop it. I can be toxic, but so what? You're going to love it here. Shit, what the fuck you talking about? We have fun over here. It's very fun here. And it's fun indeed. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the TSA, the Toxic Service Announcement. All right, no special guests this week, just Slick and I holding us down. And we got a couple of stuff that we wanted to talk about this week. We've been kind of on a mature level this episode, you know, nothing too toxic. So maybe we might be as toxic as we usually we are. Um, This week, um, I want to discuss what Slick, what's some of your non-sexual act of intimacy that you want from your partner? Non-sexual acts of intimacy. I can't say she when she's sucking dick. Damn. Um, nope. <laughs> Damn, what do I say? Oh, I'm not. Damn. Um, oh, side note, I hope y'all niggas don't mind that I'm I'm sniffing my nose in this bitch over here. I hope I hope, I hope don't go to the audio experience. We'll I, continue. I couldn't even tell. I thought you was doing cocaine. Anyways, um, <laughs> no, I think hand holding. I enjoy conversations. I think open and honest conversations. I think that they go a long way for me because I feel like once you can't be honest with me, I tune out. Like I just I I genuinely stop caring 
And I guess that might be bad, but like once, like I guess it goes back to that respect thing we said earlier. So if I know you like you respect me, we can have those conversations. And it's like it'll be some regular shit, but like I'm, I know if like if, if I really fuck with you, I'm not going to withhold information from a story, even if it's some embarrassing shit. I'm gonna tell you. You feel me? Type shit. I'm not that mm-hmm. self conscious with it because I'm like I'm I'm, I'm typically kind of open with my my partner when I'm moving intimate. Um. I think putting me on to shit that you like and shit that I like, I mean, putting you on to shit that I like is dope, too. And you actually, like, giving it a fair shot as opposed to just being like, nah, I don't fuck with that. Like, I don't fuck with musicals, but when I dated girls that were into it, I would go to them and I would watch them. Maybe that's some trauma I picked up from it. But, nah, I'm like, I don't like musicals because of Tyler Perry. But, you know, I, I, I will immerse myself in stuff that I might have thought was stupid or overrated once I experienced it. I have enjoyed it. And vice versa, just being like, yo, let me put you on to this right quick. And then that becoming, like, a part of, like, know that their 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 routine and shit that they do um non-sexual acts of intimacy dancing i don't dance but like i think dancing is very attractive it does a lot for me when a woman dances i i prove it her being able to dance is a great outlet for me being like oh you popular you funny pole dance you want to pole dance nah, not even like I, I like so I know one of my favorite songs is Beyonce dance for you, but I like I think just that I that intimacy of like just dancing, even like if we dancing, goofing around, like dancing salsa, dancing merengue, dancing bachata, dancing, you know, we dance. I, I don't know how to dance compa, but I, I can learn. Like you know, just things like that, like being able to be. Cause I feel like when you dance with your partner and y'all really vibing, it don't matter. Like you could have no rhythm by yourself, and then you start dancing with your partner, and it's just like oh shit, that energy is like you can't beat that. You feel me? That's um, a fact. Oh, I'm trying to think. No sexual accident. I got, I got one. What? I love I love when the girl makes me a little spoon. Oh my god. A girl being a big spoon and she wrap her arms around you, my nigga, you just feel like oh, you just feel so protected. You be like, Oh bitch, you really love me. <laughs> you feel me? Like you feel me? She wrapped around you, you feel me? Like she just kinda like holding you in her arms. Oh, nigga, I'm sleeping. Thumb in the mouth. <laughs> you know what another like if we in the same party but say are we somewhere in the same space but it's like you know we, we interact with other people and some wild shit happen you just make those looks like you be looking across the room or shit like or like texting across the room or some real shit like like i'm really next to you like i think that shit is fire like, like these niggas is crazy but you can't really say it out loud <laughs> like this nigga lying and also what you said too reassurance oh my god like when i'm i think i think reassurance I think a lot of women crave that from guys, but guys do crave reassurance from their lady as well. When when you know she's your lady, something about that builds intimacy, and I love it. Like when you like you know you know what I mean by reassurance. Like yeah, like she you- like she could be the baddest. Everybody's checking for her, but she got eyes only for you. That's a fact. Cause like you, you what? I can big you up. It builds you up because you know that's one less stress that you got to worry about. Once she, once she for everybody, it's kind of like, all right, that shit doesn't help me. You or, or 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 she can or she can flaunt like getting wraps in other people's. Or she gets wraps in, in attention. That stuff is not good. But like when she provides you with reassurance, when you can like like what you said, believe the words that coming out of her mouth because we all know men lie, women lie. You feel me? So when you can really believe in what your partner say and know that's the truth, and you don't have to second guess it. It's not like okay, you take the word and then you sit with it, and then you got to go question it. Like that's I can't stand that. But once you can, when she could tell you something and you can believe it, 
shitting me, mama? You you got it. You, you got it, girl. You got it. Yeah, no, that's that's hundred percent offended. It's like just being able to trust the words that's coming out your mouth and just know like you're not just saying shit. Or you know what's what what it is too. I feel like women, like with they man, they definitely do believe the shit that they telling you, but they will they have like this ability to turn off the fuckery. You feel me? So they remove their fuckery. So they're telling you how they feel, but it's like they Deta- I guess it's like that How we go back to like that Accountability like, accountability is sexy to me You be like yeah I fucked up Like dead ass Like or I, you know Just being able to look you in your eyes And tell you some shit Like I think that's Okay f- baby, baby You gotta put a warning on that though uh, Accountability is sexy Once she does it But if it's a reoccurring thing Where she yeah, gotta probably, keep Yeah nah nah Then you, then you just say Like alright This might not This might not go well This not it You feel me It's like How many times you gonna fuck up man <laughs> like, bro, bro Why are we still dealing with The same shit from six years ago Come on my nigga Cause it's the shoes on, the other foot now. That's a headache <laughs> But nah, like I definitely feel like non. Uh, honestly, the non-sexual acts of intimacy are definitely more important because se- like, ha, sex can be had. Chemistry is not exclusive to one person, and I think I, I think that's one thing that like people get mad like, oh, like you following somebody. Like chemistry is real, but it's like yeah. it's those little things that keep you going for five, ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, and whole a lifetime of of love. Because like you have because, those because, because with sex with sex right with sex, you can have within that first what three to six months of y'all having sex. Oh, it's gonna be incredible! Oh my god, you y'all can't keep your hands off of each other. But it's gonna be a time where it's not going. You're not gonna want it every single day. Then that's when really, what else there is in this relationship that happens? That's a fact. That's because a lot of times, and that's why a lot of y'all are in situations and y'all would never evolve into an actual relationship because y'all don't really have anything outside of the toxicity and the sexual acts. I'm about to say can, can I actually indulge in your in your personality? Can I can I be there with you? Also what's the non sexual intimacy of meaning of being quiet when we watch this? Can I be in your space without you nagging me? Can you sit on the end of the couch and I can sit on the end of the couch and we can just vibe out whether you're on your phone or I'm on the switch or whatever. Yeah, like everybody can not, we do that? You're not doing something. I'm not doing nothing. We just in the space. It's fine. Like I don't need, you don't have to worry about me being over here on some dickhead shit. I don't think you want no dumb ass shit. Like we're just vibing in the space. You're hundred percent right. Yeah. So if, I mean, you know, I like that, but definitely big spoon, you know, I love it when the show you play the big spoon, you know, and then that can go into sexual act, you know, cause when she wrap her arms around you, then she can just go over there and do the twisty turn, you know, what? let's go <laughs> to the next topic. <laughs> All right. Do you want to get serious or you want to keep it playful? Either way, I don't care. All right. So let's get a little serious before you turn. I've been thinking a lot lately, slick. With our conversation, especially our pre-production conversation, we really need to kill the notion of I'm the prize mentality. Nigga, you say this shit every episode. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> you see, now the reason why I'm saying it now is a lot of women, even guys are starting to, oh, I'm the prize, I'm the prize. And it's like, y'all don't want to be the prize. Unless, unless both of y'all are the prize in the relationship. Because I feel like, what do you do with prizes, Slick? You acquire them, lock them up, and go search for more prizes. That's more. why I might, might show it off a little bit for a little minute, you know, depending. That's why we have how many seasons of the NFL? They they win the championship. They're not done forever. They come right back again trying to win it again. You feel me? That's true. I agree with you. I feel like a lot of it is just like, it's defensive. It's like, how are you going to be the prize if I'm the prize? And like, narcissism and, you know, trying to like, 
not shield, but you're creating like a space to be like, yo, now nah, I matter. Because when you say somebody's the prize, you're assuming like, well, if you're the prize, I have to win you or I'm competing for you. I don't like that narrative. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make you feel like, and I, and I have had narcissism where I've made women compete or I've been a, a member of the competing party trying to get a woman. And it's like, it does happen that way. My thing was always like, I'm trying to keep it as real as possible. Maybe in my younger years, I had a pro, like a, it, it wasn't the easiest thing. But like now, if I found myself in a situation like, or prior to my relationship now, I definitely was open eyes about what I was doing for the most part. If I saw it that way, unless it was just like one of those attraction things. But then again, you got to be on the same page for that. You feel me? Like the prize is, and unfortunately it can be taken some way. Like the prize can be the person that likes that, likes the person the least. If that makes sense. Like, oh, I don't like you as much as you like me, but you working for it. And I'm enjoying that, that attention. And yeah. Energy, you know, it, it's so many layers and levels to it. So I like, I agree with you. We have to get rid of that notion of the prize and just go for what you like. And I think, as we're in our big age, getting to our big age at least, it's like, all right, I like you. I like this. Why why we have to play these games? You feel me? So I don't know. I think prize that and, and and that you know what? We and we gotta start being honest, even though it's gonna be a lot of uncomfortable conversation. Cause you know what, as guys, and I realize why certain situations certain situationships last for more than six months or a year. It's because deep down inside, you do not really want to be with that person. That's a fact. You, to be honest with you, be simple, clear cut as possible. That person don't want to be with you in that certain light. You can fix it however you want. Oh, I'm not ready for what it is. I'm not, you know, I'm not in a position in life to 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 handle this. No, you don't want to be with that person because I gave you your dream shorty right then and there. You're going to do whatever you can do to make sure. You lock that person down, man or woman. That's a fact. And I, I, the thing with the prize is the thing with the prize that always gets me is, oh, I'm the prize. Okay, but do you make that person feel wanted? And and I don't. Oh, hold on, you cut out. You cut out. What you said? Oh no, we lost you. Uh oh. Well, he's going through his nope. Well, he's going through his technical difficulties. I guess I'll jump back in so we can hear him again. But um, yeah, I think like like kind of like what you were saying, like that prize idea is definitely it it, it, it doesn't get us anywhere. And then half the time, people just hollering at the prize as an issue of self worth. They're, they're you know they're trying to get the point off that you know they're the prize. They're announcing it like they want somebody to see them as such. But if some nobody sees you as the prize, they're never going to see your value. Nope. So yeah, he, he, he's back now. But yeah, like the prize, like I, again, like I said, people holler and hoot and holler about being the prize. I think that's like trying to get somebody's attention. Or you know, it's a battle of self worth. Like you gotta know you worth shit before you start, you know, trying to tell somebody else you worth shit. You can't find your value in somebody else or somebody else's that's opinion of you. Deal. So I'd be like, now, hey. now let's, let's get a little serious. Like I sent this, I sent this video you know, on TikTok. Shorties are no longer asking for the visual recordings. Of intercourse now they want this you want to play this for the video i sent through tiktok it would be so awesome it would be so cool and ladies and ladies trust me on this after you do it randomly text him while he at work tell him to put his airpod in and tell him what time stamp to go to in a recording Thank me later. It would be so awesome. Damn, so for those of y'all that weren't I aware, think 
They want they trying to send a little little sex tape to their men and let you listen to the audio while you at work. So it's no it's no it's an audio sex tape now. It's a it's a podcast experience. Hold on, what's your thoughts on that? Shorty if Shorty hit you up like, yo, go go to go to minute four thirty six. That's I mean it's cool. I mean, I'm not going front. <laughs> I, I I don't feel <laughs> I don't even know if I could even speak on this topic right now. I guess I'll say, like, I don't really, I'm not jacking the whole sexual messages thing right now. I don't know. I just, it's not, it's not my it's thing. If you start hearing a bowl of macaroni. No, no, but I'm saying like, I'm just saying for, for, you're not, you're not loud. For, for my, for my own, for my own sanity and shit right now, like I'm not really jacking it, but I ain't going to go into it. Why not? But like, I mean, at the time, like if I'm in the, if I'm in the zone for it, like I'm definitely with, like, I think that could be fire. Like the idea of it, but I don't know. I'm just, uh, I don't know. It's, I'm not really. And I, I guess, I'm trying to figure out how to word it. I guess, like, yo, if it was to happen, that's fire. But I mean, I'm I'm not really thinking about. Well, my know. lady, you can send me that bowl of macaroni and cheese. I'll be I'll be thankful be and I'm grateful. I'm not saying I wouldn't be thankful for it. I'm just like I'm not in the space to enjoy that right now. I guess, but in general terms, like, yeah, like I was always big on the videos and shit like that. Like that was my shit. I'm trying to grow as a person, nigga. I'm trying to, you know. <laughs> But uh, this is a toxic segment. We we had the first thirty minutes of this damn episode being mature. If you don't talk about fingering coochie or sucking titties and all that, get in your bag, nigga. Keep that mature shit for the beginning of this episode. I'm chilling right now. I'm not saying this. I'm like it could be fire, but I'm like, oh, all right, that's great. Cool, cool story, bro. (laughs) You not you not going to send her an audio clip of you nothing? Nah, that's weird. (laughs) <laughs> that's not my Steve. Man, let, let you let her hear the nut drop on 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 a server. And that shit get on my phone. I'm be tight. So no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not on your phone. But you know you. No, I'm good. You know you kind of yeah, while you recording it, you know you, you let the nut hit whatever surface that you not in on. I, I'm a okay, my sir. I'm a okay. You can have. Oh, fuck, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just not. I'm not gonna spice it up. You I'm not saying I'm not spicy. I just said in this current phase I'm in right now, I'm not really checking for that. I'm not. Oh, this care. nigga, this care. nigga really about self improvement out. This nigga, I'm this nigga like, don't. No, I'm like I'm, sorry, I'm with the nasty shit, but I'm also like at, right now, I'm like I'm not like I'm I'm not in the headspace to to like I I can't tap into that right now. I don't know, but I'm saying in general, like shit like that is fire to me. Like I'm not gonna lie, but I'm like right now, I'm just like I don't really have an answer. Nah, girl, show you feel me. I love you to send me a couple minutes of the macaroni, macaroni, and you feel me a little, a little. You feel me a little, a little, a little, a little soft moan. Nothing too crazy. I'm not a big crazy, you know, moan person like that. But a little soft, little moan. Why are you doing it? And then you say a little daddy in that. That's the sweet spot, and I'm gonna come home and tear that ass up. You feel me, Papa? I'm gonna tear that ass up, okay? No I don't know what Slick Slick on his old powerful, you know, Negro spiritual. You feel I me? Say that. You I know, a, right a million man all, march. All I said was I, like I didn't have an answer for it. Like it could be. No, cool. no, no, brother. Be, be the positive. Don't worry. This is the toxic segment. Let let me thrive here, okay? This let me your, thrive here, brother. Moment. Go be the hundred man, the hundred man black man. Supporting the nation, um, you know, raising black successful men. You feel Nigga, me? what's, fuck what's, what's you. the for fun. Um, Jack and Jill? You, you. you could be part of Jack and Jill. Shit, that's going. You're getting me tight. Now we need another topic. Dark side with the tight. shadows. You, you know when niggas when niggas is out here putting 
peanut butter on nipples out here and putting monkey and putting mouse traps on them. You feel me? I'm 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 with the I'm with the demons and goblins on this side. You hear me? Whatever, nigga. You know, you 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 know what Uncle Charlotte said. You know, I need to do that one time when you when you when you bend a girl over, dump her head in some water, and then put some noxema on her ass and let the and let the and let the the wind hit it. Let the, you get the cool breeze. You know, I'm I'm with the demons and goblins. Okay, you know, you can you can be the light. I'll be the shadow. You heard? <laughs> oh my God! Whatever, nigga. I think that's a great way to end it. If you. Please follow us on all social media. This might not go well. If you have any branded deals, business opportunities, please email us at this might not go at gmail.com. I'm the host with the most, B Breeze, aka Poppy Sazon. It's your boy Slick. Y'all be great. We'll see y'all soon. We out. Try to tell them we up next. You can't stop that. Uh-huh. <laughs> this your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. Every show is lit, baby. You know what we finna do. Slick on talk that slick talk. He gon' get political. Okay. Do not switch topics. Nope. Niggas is toxic. Poppy shots don't always say it's something wrong. But if you don't like it, what we saying, nigga? Oh, well. We try to tell you, baby. This might not go yeah. well. <laughs> this might not go. <laughs> hey, hey, that's it. One take. We not even doing it again. Keep that. That's the one.